I don't think Tom Brady's the GOATist. I think Michael Phelps is the GOATist. Ooh. Michael Phelps goes into the Olympics, dude, at 15. When I was 15, I could not dunk on an 8-foot basketball hoop. Still can't. It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. Alright folks, we are back. Episode 2 of First Sip. Me and Deke sitting here. We got a good slate today, just me and Dikembe again. Um, first things first, we're going to recap the Super Bowl a little bit. We're going to run through our boy, TB12. Is he the GOATAZ? GOATAZ? GOAT of all of it? And we're going to break down some other GOATs. Um, we want to get other people's opinion, hopefully on the Instagram, which we just made, thanks to Dikembe. Get other people's opinions on who is the GOAT of all sports. It's a fun conversation, light conversation. And then Dikembe is going to touch on a little bit of where is Jimmy with the stimmy, a meme that I know nothing about because I'm a 40-year-old man in my body, even though I have the body of a 40-year-old dad. And then we're going to touch on a little Dogecoin, a little bit of stock market, and try to intro, hopefully, into our next guest. So buckle up, folks. And Deke, what you sipping on over there? What you got for this episode? Mm. Well, you know, we got a little uh, late-night coffee. Never too late for some coffee, so Never too some, late. some Starbucks uh, medium roast. K-cup? Nice K-cup, you know. Take a couple minutes. Anybody who doesn't have a Keurig, you should get one. Or an espresso. Um, Plug for an espresso. I don't... Yes, Comes back we super should, foamy. should definitely get an espresso. An espresso. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody out there who's listening, you know, we are avid coffee drinkers. Mm-hmm. Plug for an This espresso. is what we mugs do. Mugs coming. This is what we do. First sip, coffee mugs coming on the way. Q1. Keep your eyes open. Yes. We're coming. Yes. All right. What we got lined up for us today? So first talk of the day, I think we should touch on the Super Bowl a little bit and how crazy it is that the touchdown scores all weren't supposed to be there and they were only brought there by Tom himself. Chess pieces pushed in and they were the ones that scored. You think that was a statement? You think that was him saying, ah, we're going to let the guys that I brought here score? A, B, Gronk. The first thing that comes to mind... I wish we could pull this up, but we definitely don't have enough money to get this licensing for the Bad Boys theme song because they literally showed up and showed out. Yes. Gronk, Brady, Gronk and Brady. Gronk. Bad Boys for life. We're going to touch on AB maybe a little bit later because he might be the biggest winner. He might be the true <laughs> GOAT. Okay, but we'll save that for later. Nice. But but Of drama. The, the Bad Boys really came back. Bad Boys for life. They did. It was cool. It, How cool is that? It was so cool. Um, and Gronk showed his experience and showed that he's been there. I think the coolest thing about that was the clear difference between Gronk and even other receivers. Godwin dropped the ball. Mike Evans dropped the ball. There was a little disconnect. When it mattered the most in a Super Bowl, Tom Brady went to the the other bad boy and who he needed twice. Huge cash out on. Definitely, on 100%. And I think when we were watching it the other night, you know, the beginning of the game, first couple downs, you know, some of our friends were thinking things were going to go the Chiefs' way. The whole half the world. And then towards the end of the first quarter, those people were quiet because Tom was like, "All right, you know what we thought was going to work, utilizing some of these other tools, not going to happen. Let me go back to my guy Gronk." Correct. And the coolest thing was that chase down when he chased down Tyron Matthew, dude. Ridiculous. And said, that set the tone. 
that set the tone. What are you doing? Do you remember at Tom playing, Brady? You remember playing when you think, what are you doing? Think about it. When Derek would run down the field after a big play, and he would just be jawing because he knows we just shut him down. I'm fired and up. the momentum, the energy that would come from that, that's what Brady brought onto the field. I yes. think and I think when you talk about being the greatest of all time, that is something that is so crucial to to those people who get that title, right? Not just within football, but just in all sports in general, right? It's like, do you have that energy to keep your composure, but also let that other person know? It's like, don't mess with me because when you do, you're going to get the line. Yes. And what did he get? He got the line. Dude, when he chased him down after and said, ah, now I'm coming for you. And then after he had AB scoring him with a filthy route. Come on Spin now. zone, filthy Come on route. Now. And he had AB and then ran chirp. Do you remember how nuts we went? I've been practicing that spin move, so. It's not going to work. I've been practicing. I think that's an element of go talk, though. 100%. That what that chills that you make your brothers or your sisters behind you yep. want to go into war. Yeah. Run down the field that Jon Snow. Th- that's it. Yes. Lead, lead the army. Lead the whole team. Yes. Lead them. You, they know you have their back no matter what, and that's the cool thing to see. But then on the other side, right, like what we were seeing on the defensive side, what happened when Tyron Matthews started just breaking down? And just started trying to draw back, right? And just started going back with his coaches. Well, they all collapsed. Right. Honestly. And it's like the who, penalties, stupid penalties. Yeah. Bro, and at that, that point, it's like size. who is going to bring the team back? You know, is Mahomes ready to step into that, to that, uh, I think to he that tried. role? I, I think, think he I tried. Think he did, but is, is that also a part of the difference, right? Between somebody like Tom Brady and where Mahomes needs to get to, right? Yeah, Something huge. that he needs to continue to develop is being able to bring your team back half time and say, listen, all this talking back and forth that we're doing internally is not going to help us. We need to nip in the right now because we have another two quarters to go back out there and play, and we need to move forward. If that conversation is not being had by somebody, especially if the respect isn't being had for the coaches, a player needs to step up and have that conversation. If nobody's having it, then you're going to fall apart. Which they did. Tom Brady's going to go to work. 100%. He's going to work you like he does because he does. this is what he does. Well, because he is it clear after this game, the unanimous football goat. Undisputed, undisputed. You you do it at you do it at the Patriots. Everyone sits there and they think, all right, well maybe this guy's a system quarterback. You leave the Patriots your first year, go to a mediocre team, add a couple pieces, mm-hmm. Gronk, a retired Gronk, mm-hmm. a crazy AB, yep, a Leonard Fournette who people had thrown away, mm-hmm. disregarded, who showed up, dude, running downhill, bowling ball, yes. Like a man. Ball. My dad called me after the game. My dad called me. He goes, how about that 20? Oh, come on now. I know he was loving it. At the end when he was literally just looking for people to run into. Yes. He was like, oh, you want to tackle me? Yes. You better bring more than one he, person. Yes. He he was looking for people to run into. Yeah. Um, that's, didn't he end up with the second most yards to Gronk in that game? I have no idea. I that's think a, so. That's a, I think so. That's a Ricky question. Yeah, I think Fournette was. Yeah, was Ricky, what? I think he really did show up in that capacity. Um, I think Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey quietly balled out because yeah i think he had like nine receptions um i don't really know we'll see yeah yeah and then i i think it watching that was was so crazy that it was just tom brady just coming out and just saying i am who i am you guys know who i am 100 the rest of the league knows who i am you remember when they would uh just uh pan to him sitting on the sideline and you would just see him just looking just zoned out unconscious like i'm here nobody talked to me i'm in the zone yes i wonder how long leading up to the game he was sitting like that well yeah 
So did you see the one Snapchat on Instagram? It was, I think, um, it was one of the corners. I think it was bunting. Um, where he was filming. It was, dude, this was so funny. They're all partying, like, spraying champagne. And the Snapchat was like, Tom been here. <laughs> Tom's been here. And they're film- he's filming behind him. And Tom Brady's packing up his locker, like, dressed, yeah. leaving. That's Like, it. dude, this is my seventh one. Yeah. I don't need to. I don't need. I'm Nothing done. new. Act, li- what a twig. You act like you've been here before. Yes. That was Tom that Man. night. We got to get Twig on so bad. He was like, I wonder what he thought about the game. For everybody that uh, doesn't know, Twig was our high school football coach, uh, now the head coach at ESU football. Would love to get him on. One of the most inspiring people out there. We will get him on, 100%. Um, He is a goat in both of our eyes. 100%. 100%. Hundo P. So who's the goat of goats, Deke? Who is it? That has been another interesting conversation that's been going on this week. And I think it is so crazy how much depth the conversations have lacked because when I sit there and people are comparing, oh, Tom Brady's better than Michael Jordan or he's better than Tiger Woods. I'm waiting for somebody to explain the how, right? Like what are, what are you matching that up against? Right. Is it titles, championships, like what they've been able to do outside of their sport, right? Like um, marking themselves past their sport, right? Like all these other things that we see from these other goats, but does it apply in the same conversation, right? Like, what is it that makes him the greatest of all time of all sports? Well, I don't think he is. The goatess. I don't, I don't think Tom Brady's the goatess. I think Michael Phelps is the goatess. Ooh. I do. Ooh. I do. I think Michael what Phelps is the goatess. What do you guys think about that? And, and I, have, I have a reason why I think Michael Phelps is the goatess. So, Michael Phelps goes into the Olympics, dude, at 15. 15. Yeah. Competing in the Olympics. When I was 15, I could not dunk on an 8-foot basketball hoop still can't (laughs) damn maybe not uh but michael phelps then went on to compete i believe it was four separate olympics he went 15 um when he was 15 years old and then this guy procured 28 olympic medals 23 of them being gold so when you want to talk about overall dominance over a massive span of time i think it was 16 years i think he did it till he was 31 he, I think he did. Yeah. Still getting medals in the last one. It's it's hard. I, and I and he he was the same thing. You know what you said Tom Brady sitting on the bench? Mm-hmm. I think Phelps, when he would come out of the pool, had that same look. And, oh, he's the same. And my dad is somebody who loves to look at Phelps when you talk about just like racing mindset. When he was listening to Eminem. Always just sitting at one time. Talking about literally just run your own race. Right. Just keeping an eye on the prize and not looking at what's going on. So left or right of you. You are just focused on winning. Like, this is your Only. race to win. Yes. Right? And what happens to the guys who are swimming next to him? They take that second to look over, and they're like, oh, snap. Do I have Phelps? Am I about to beat him? And then that split second, sometimes they might win. But for him, he's like, no matter what, I, he's literally like a racehorse. His blinders are on from start to finish. Other people, they take the blinders off, and now they're distracted. And they're like, oh, look, they're getting mesmerized by the GOAT. That's why he is the GOAT. He doesn't yes. get mesmerized by other people. He shows up and performs. Same thing as Tom Brady, same thing as Michael Jordan, same thing as Muhammad Ali, right? All these people who are really brought into the conversation. Now you talk about how some of these people, once again, like how they have become bigger than the sport that they were within. I think that's going to be an interesting thing to see what happens with Tom Brady because he's still in the sport, right? And he's still relatively young and hasn't had an ability yet to leave the sport and say like, okay, what's next? He literally might get another ring. Exactly. He, He really, no, he really might. Right. Like what's next for him? Like make it another ring. Which would then, but see, all right, so say, so he already has seven, so mm-hmm. he's the GOAT, football GOAT. Yep. If he gets another one, 
does that then propel him further in the the Gotaz um, conversation? Like, think about Serena. Yeah, 20, exactly. Twenty three Grand Slams, yep. seventy three singles titles. Unbelievable. It's ridiculous. Pure utter dominance I, it, in your perspective. And that's sport. what I'm saying. It's like I don't know how you can honestly have a conversation and try to compare these athletes from who are the absolute top of their game in their fields, right? And say like, oh, well, this one's better than this one because of X, Y, or Z. Maybe if we're talking about certain skill-based things, right? Speed, you know, like power. Oh, like what you saying? Endurance, like all those other things, right? Exactly. So like if we're talking about speed, we're not even, we haven't even brought up the fastest man in the world, <sighs> right? Like Usain Bolt, who's running faster than 9.58? Uh, no one. You show me. Is, is it cool though that we are in the era? I think we got a lot of goats that's in our the era crazy that I don't thing. think people acknowledge. That's the crazy thing. We got a lot of goats. We're privileged. We are pri- we're goat privileged. We're goat privileged. We are, dude. We are so goat privileged. Uh, y'all Federer, better appreciate it. Nadal, Tiger Woods, Serena, <sighs> Messi, Ronaldo, who's a step better. Wow. <clears throat> Michael Phelps. We really got nothing but we goat didn't, milk. We didn't have MJ. We really. We have living, LeBron and Kobe. We're living with goat milk. Kobe, the competitive goat. This is it. Rest in peace inspired you think tom brady can come out with a brand of oat milk goat milk wow he honestly might now i'm i might send him that is that is that in his plan doesn't he do the vegan thing first off if anybody is about to steal my idea on goat milk you better not doesn't you heard it here first tb12 goat milk wow wow doesn't he tom come see your boys at first sip we got you sit down we got you with your next 10 years after your um uh football career we got you goat milk dude and what a place that the Gotaz is doing it in perspective Gotaz, I think it's Phelps, is doing it in Florida. Florida's it. He Tampa went, is winning. Did you see him party? Yes, he was lit off of avocado tequila in his tweet. Did you see him just <laughs> living his best life? Just Rightfully out so. there. Well, that's everyone just, in Florida. Man. No rules. No rules. Florida COVID does not exist it, in Florida. It didn't. No. That's they are the biggest winner. Of this Super Bowl. 100%. You had the Rays in the World Series. You had the Lightning win it. And now you got Tampa Bay at home. That's it. At home. Imagine your stadium hosting the Super Bowl and you win it. At home. Why? Because of Tom Brady. The Eagles. They, they weren't hosting. The Eagles. Are you talking about if the Eagles ever win again? Oh, no, you're saying if please, they do it. Please, no. it's been a tough year. They're not going to host. Please. The Eagles, please. The Eagles are Let's not, not going to do this. That's too cool. Um, um, but yeah, like Tampa is party and thriving. We're up here locked up in the cold. It's about to snow again. Um, and sucks. we still going to be icy tonight. Speaking about locked up, because Tampa, obviously, Florida, just COVID didn't reach Florida. It did not. Does not exist. And we're still locked up. So since we still locked up, can somebody tell me where Jimmy is with the stimmy? So what is that? What does that mean? Where oh, you don't is, know where Jimmy is with the stimmy? I don't know the where is Jimmy with the stimmy. I've went radio silent with politics a little bit. I you ever hear about place. Elf on a Shelf? I have. Well, just like that. Jimmy with the stimmy. Okay. We're looking for him. <laughs> okay. Oh, because we're looking for the stimmy. Because we're looking for the I stimmy. I thought Jimmy was a guy. I thought you no, were No, like, no. Jimmy as in the meme started with Jimmy Neutron. Okay. Okay. Jimmy Neutron holding the stimmy check. So we're looking for Jimmy with the stimmy. Yeah, so so when you're more in the know on this, what's what's the timeline? Do we have a timeline for this? Timmy, I heard that the requirements are tighter. Yes. Now, so from an income standpoint, apparently that's been the back and forth, right? Is like who's going to be eligible? Um, how many dependents are actually going to qualify? Right? Like, are all children going to be able to qualify for this? Um, and I think it's been a really interesting debate because if people are really willing to have the conversation, right, you have to ask yourself: It's like, okay, how much is enough? 
right? Or like how much is enough to get by yeah. if you're still working full time, if you're still going to your job? Well, I feel like if you're still working full time, still going to your job, you don't need one. Do you still require, right? Like a full no. $1,400, $2,000 like no. all together? Well, maybe you do. Uh, how can I speak for everyone? Maybe right? you do. And this is where the conversation should go deeper because it's like, and you know me, like I always like to take these things because it's it, there's layers to it, right? It's like an onion. You got to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper or else you're never going to figure out what's really on the inside. And when we're looking at this, like you look at the dependent conversation, right? Like a lot of these people are living in multi-generational homes and saying, okay, not only do I live here, but I also might have a younger sibling who's living with me, two younger siblings with me, right? Or I might have an, an older relative who's also living with me, somebody who can't go to work because of whatever medical reason or some sort of disability, right? But you're saying they're restricted themselves due to COVID. Yes. Or even before COVID, maybe they were already reliant on them, right? Maybe they were their care- caretaker, right? Like a lot of people are in that type of position. And I don't think we even realized that until COVID hit. And now it's like, oh, snap. There's more than just a the normal four-family household, right? It's like a lot of grandparents living with these people. A lot of kids our age, right? Like, yeah, still call them kids, right? And it's like, okay, you're living with your parents, not really maybe working stuff. Now your parents also have to take care of you in the middle of a pandemic. So how do they do that without an extra stimulus? Yeah, that's true. Right? I don't know. Or people who are working additional jobs. Now you don't have the ability to work extra jobs, right? Something. Think about how many jobs I was working. Just a year ago, right? Yes. Doing three, four different things at a time. And it's like, okay, pandemic hits. Half of those would have been off the table for me. For Oh, for sure. For sure. And who knows what I would have, what type of jobs I would have had to find, what you're doing, right? And I, but it's, it's also a bigger problem too, because it's like people are waiting on this money. And the longer you guys take to debate, you guys so, speaking about Washington. So you think, okay, so that's fine. Yeah, but the you longer think, they take to debate, so the longer you, these people are going to be... So you think they're waiting, sitting there, like truly waiting for $1,400 like that? I mean, I guess that could be someone's two months rent, two months mortgage, um, I guess groceries. That's, I mean, that's also part of the conversation they're having too now, right? Is like, do you continue to send money on a monthly basis now? Because at this point, people are so, it it has been drawn out so long where bills have been backed up. Do you think that'll kill, but what, say that does happen. Mm -hmm. Say that, I mean, this is a deep thing and and this is why it would be awesome to get a politician on here. Mm -hmm. It would would be awesome to get an individual in government and a a business owner Mm -hmm. or like CEO would be phenomenal. Because because when you think about that, all those different people have different perspectives on how this money should be broken out, right? hundred percent. And that's the crazy thing about this too. And not just the money, the, which we we should touch on with other people sitting Mm -hmm. here. The overall impact, dude, COVID has changed the entire lay of the land. 100%. 100%. If, if you are still operating, even if you're operating at 90% proficiency right now, why are you still paying rent? Why? There is no reason mm-hmm. to be paying rent with what COVID has shown you. Yeah. You know? That, so I think that that's cool to, to table something like that. And so who are we waiting on? What's the status? Who are we waiting on to push us through? What's the holdup? You you love it, you know. You're well. I think the Democrats are ready. Yeah, I think the Democrats are ready to push this through, right? Um, the last bit of the conversation that I was seeing was also the minimum wage increase, right? The fifteen dollars minimum wage increase. Now uh, we have talked about this for years now, right? right? Ever since we've been in college, about like, oh well, we definitely don't agree with where minimum wage is now, but. Right, like where is it? Like seven fifty, seven twenty five, and I think it's seven fifty now. That's ridiculous. I have no idea. Right, that's ridiculous. That's tough. Um, especially depending on where you're living. But that's why I also think it's it should be based on where you're living. Minimum right? wage. Yes, 
the conversation needs to be taken further, right? It needs to be had on a state by state level and said, okay, or even start from a federal level and say, okay, let's have a general conversation on where we think this needs to go. Maybe have a, 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 a general base that will push through maybe nine, ten dollars an hour. Then on a state level, if you're in New York, if you're in California, if you're in Pennsylvania, right? Maybe it's a little bit different than if you're living in a more sure rural place. Yeah, just places where things are just state. a lot cheaper, right? right? Like even think about moving. If we were to move back two hours up north, back to the Poconos, mm-hmm. the cost of living for us would just be very different. So different. So so different. So different. And that's just a two-hour drive. Right. So imagine now if you're moving a couple states over what some people do, a lot of wealthy people end up doing. Right. They say, oh, wait, do if you, I can now move to another state and just save so much money on taxes and still make the same income, I'm changing my life completely. That's true. And this is what these people are really asking for just from a minimum wage basis. You, that's fine. But do yeah. you think it would take a, a massive hit to and, th- you know, this is playing devil's advocate, kind of mm-hmm. assuming the worst. Mm-hmm. Do you think this would take a, a massive hit to motivation, though? So imagine you're an individual currently making minimum wage right now, mm-hmm. right? You're making minimum wage because whatever barriers you overcome, yeah. you either don't have experience or you don't have a degree. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Do you think if someone were to say instantly, poof, we're going to double your salary because $15 an hour if you're working full time is thirty one grand yeah. a year, mm-hmm. which people can survive. Definitely. On, okay. Mm-hmm. Does that then slow ambition? I don't think so and because think I've w- had the privilege of working for companies that have paid a higher minimum wage, right? A higher starting salary. Um, thinking of one company that literally started, that pays now $15 an hour, right? And you think about the people who are going and looking for these jobs, you know, and what the, the work that they're doing, nothing is changing with their motivation, their ambition on a daily basis, right? If anything, you see how people are now wanting to tap into other things, right? So we talk about like, oh, wanting to invest in stocks or wanting to buy a house or wanting to start a business. How do people actually do this and contribute to society if they don't have money? And that's always the interesting thing to me about the conversation about helping people get more money. It's like, where do you think it's going to go? You think they're putting it under a bed, right? And it's like, if people know how to circulate that money back in society to make more money, everybody eats, right? Goes back to, you know, I love to reference like paid in full. Everybody eats, everybody wins. Let's keep it in family, right? Like that's, if you look at it on a country basis like that, this, it could work. Right. But there's always this debate about like, oh, well, if you give people money, right, are they going to stop working or stop showing up? No, there are plenty of companies. Look at how many banks around the country pay people $15 an hour, $20 an hour. You go through the process, right? You do your application process. You show up. You have requirements. You have standards you have to maintain. Jobs have standards. You don't just show up and say like, okay, well, now I'm making a salary and I don't have to do my job. You'll get fired. There are consequences, right? And then the next, there's always going to be that next person to fill the job. Think about when we were working at the gym. Yeah, the we person who would be minimum wage though, right? And we're different but, people. But then think about how many people were also ready to step up for a minimum wage job, right? And saying like, yes. okay, I'm ready to step in for seven dollars an hour. Imagine what people will say if I can step in for fifteen dollars an hour. Sure, of of course, right? But that's what I'm saying. Do you think that'll take away from the ambition of those who are like, all right, well, the minimum is this. I'm going to try to propel myself further. So I make more than 15 an hour. Maybe. Do you or think maybe that's going to be the create. same person? Or do you think the people who now are going to, I guess my question is, mm-hmm. do you think it would result in a decrease in unemployment, which is a massive question? It, it'll create it'll create competition. It'll create a different dynamic that I don't think we've seen, right? It will definitely affect jobs. You know what I mean? Like there will definitely be a loss of jobs because people may not just be able to maintain that type of minimum wage. Right. But then there's also going to be the transition to, okay, saying 
what happens when people are now making this money. They're able to cycle this money back into educating the people around them. Now those people are able to get better jobs or start better businesses. And now their community is making more money, right? And it's, it's once again, it's better for the whole system. Maybe. 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 But it hasn't been we done won't, yet. Yeah, but we won't know. A lot of people working the, the rules than us. Exactly. You know what I Sitting mean? Sitting in a room doing the same thing. But. Yeah, and we're looking at this from a real surface level standpoint. Sure. Just from a, you know, pure, no metrics, like, no utopian, budget. like, oh, we just thinking the best of people. But right. we also know there are plenty of people who will try to show up to a work knowing that they're making $15, $20 an hour and say, like, I'm making my paycheck. You know what? I'm fine. Right. Which will never change. And those, exactly. And those people That's get forever. fired just like they get fired from their jobs making seven twenty five, seven fifty, And it's like, bruh, how did you, how did you let that go? How did you let, and I've like, I have the, like we talk about all the time. I talk to a lot of people on a, on a weekly basis, just based on what I do for work. Right. And the scale of the, of pay range or just lifestyle is very different. And hearing some of the things that people will put up as like an obstacle, right. About like, Oh, why they can't get this job or they can't get this thing or why they let certain things fumble. It's like you had an opportunity and you really let this fall or you're taking this thing for granted and not understanding where it can get you, right? Those people are the ones I don't think you're ever going to be able to help because they're going to need a wake-up call that's going to come at some point in their future that's going to make them realize like, wow, I did have an opportunity. I was working at a job and while I was there, maybe I could have worked on finding another job like my mom loves to say, right? But they didn't. They just looked at it with this fixed mindset of like, I'm here where I'm at now. Whatever I can do now, you know, I'll pay whatever bills and just blow my money where else. And then if I lose a job, I lose it. See, those are the people that I think the the where's the Jimmy with the Stimmy are. I think that's what people are worried about, though, are those exact people. Because if you're giving someone a monthly check that mm-hmm. can say it's $1,400, right? Yeah. I think right now it's 1400 Pelosi um, is saying that it is going to be passed through the house by 222 yeah. and possibly received by 314 Say that comes... Yeah. Say, that, say that comes monthly, yeah. right? You're making $1,400 every month. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, whatever that is, standard of living, that's fine. And that pays everybody bills. What's what's the inspiration? Where's the ambition? To what, to have, just have the government pay for you and then live in, and I we guess, squalor? We have been talking about that for the past couple of months. Um, We're all got to start spending, man. Yeah, because you you are seeing, and the conversation, I've, I've been having this conversation with the business owners over the past couple of months. It's like, how do I get my people to come back to work when they know they're getting a guaranteed check? That's weekly. That's that more than they're making. That's correct. more than they're making. They correct. say, we're not, we can't pay them this much. So then but you the government's call it, right? pumping so much money. When's the deadline? And we've had this conversation before, but it's like the deadline has to come with proper protections in place. Right? If you're going to say, okay, by May, we're going to have these vaccines rolled out or whatever the 100-day 100, the plan, right? Where he says, okay, we have all these people vaccinated within the first 100 days. Boom. Once those 100 days are done, what is our protection plan after that? Right. We can have a proactive plan in place to say, OK, we need to get people back into the workforce, back outside. But we also need to make sure they're protected. How are we backing up uh, businesses with uh, PPE? How are we making sure that they have proper funding to move forward? Right. Maybe focus on funding businesses more as opposed to funding families so that the businesses can say, OK, let's now bring these people back to work. Now that they're employed, they can start managing their families and their lifestyles and whatever else. The states, the government can figure out all the other financial parts that need to move, totally right? When you talk about, okay, having a moratorium on rents and mortgages and all those things, because that's another thing that's very scary. When you talk about also like just being in the financial world, like working in that world and seeing things that are getting delayed, payments, right? Uh, deferments, all these things. You wonder about how that's going to be resolved. And yeah, that's a whole conversation for another time, for right? For sure, for sure. But um, 
yeah, we need to figure out a way to get people back, but get people back safely. And that's why I don't understand how that is a hard conversation to just have and move forward with, right? Well, we don't know. Yes, we're not exactly. in the room. We're It'd not cool in, the room. in the room. You're going to be in the room one day. I always wonder about like, what Smith. is it like? Where do people get stuck on this sticking point? Smith twenty thirty two. Smith twenty thirty two. Local coming, coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I always wonder like, where where do you get so stuck? Where it's like you can't have this conversation with, or what is it that you're completely disagreeing on that it's like, nope, we're not moving forward. I don't know. And whatever it I is, can't even imagine. Be more transparent to it. Bring it to the light. Bring it to the people. You know what I mean? You guys represent the people. Bring it to the people and let them see what it is that is actually holding this up. Like, let everybody's on a Twitch stream. Start a Twitch stream in Congress and because yeah, right. nobody's watching C-SPAN. Like, right. come on now. Say, That's the only reason why I still got C-SPAN. that. Make C-SPAN a Twitch and see how many more people start viewing and, and actually tuning in, right? Like, make these things more accessible. Same way how Robin has making investing more accessible. Make the conversation in politics more accessible and more digestible for people who want to see things move forward. So, speaking about uh, what people want to see move forward and touching on Robin Hood there real quick. Are you in Doge? You in Doge? Oh, you mean my Doge? Yeah, are you are you in, in my Doge? My Doge coin. Yes. You know I got a Currently. couple of you know I got a couple Doge coin uh just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know what they do? Just hanging out. You have no idea. What, my Doge? Mm-hmm. Uh I hope people know this all started as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um Elon's pumping it though. I really Currently don't know point, how point zero seven. Yeah, like if people, we're not going to get into the whole story about Doge because that'll be safe for our next guest. So I'm going to let you uh, talk mm-hmm. about it in a second. But yeah, man, like this thing really went from a joke to like maybe picking up some steam. For sure. People are making a lot of money. You think it'll break 50 cents? Uh, I hope so. I'll retire. Um, this is not investment advice. Disclosure, disclosure, disclosure. This is not investment advice. Yes. This is not the basis of any educational um, information. Zero. Do not make any decisions based on what you're hearing today and what you may have heard on a previous podcast or any future podcast. That is correct. But what you could make a decision based on is our good friend, Sean Deckmar, who we are probably going to have within the next couple of episodes, ideally the next episode since the stock world is in a tuzzy. It's going crazy right now. Like that, the tuzzy. You've been Deckmar. saving that one, haven't you? I you have. wrote that down last I have. That's week. One of, that's, this is going to be a heavy hitter. Tuzzy. Tuzzy. Sean Deckmar is the founder of Tradecaster, founder of Deckmar Trades, a motivated individual who went to college, realized it was not for him, and said, I'm going to teach myself how to day trade. And he now has a following of over 1,000 subscribers who simply watch him trade, and he teaches them through a massive library. And he's going to come on, talk to us about stocks. We got some other awesome guests lined up, too. So... With that being said, we thank you so much for listening, and as always, enjoy the first sip.